You're listening to the Girl Ambition Podcast, episode number 13. Lydia Jean is the woman behind It Girl Agency, a social media marketing and VA agency working with female influencers and entrepreneurs. After starting her own blog when she entered high school, Lydia has become a social media guru as she watched the changes and effects social media has on a brand. Years later, she now works with those same bloggers and influencers she watched in high school. I am so excited to share this episode with you. Lydia is truly amazing and shares a lot of awesome information. Get ready for this two-part series. Hey, Lydia. Hey, how are you, Destiny? Pretty good. (laughs) So, Lydia, I am curious who Lydia Jean is and how did she become to be this amazing blogger, virtual assistant, social media guru, manager and marketer oh my gosh that's a lot um (laughs) (laughs) there's like so many I okay so I started out being homeschooled and I was homeschooled k through 12 and that allowed me this amazing huge opportunity to explore what I really loved and so when I was 10 I started my own food blog and I still sometimes go back and look at it because it's been like 10 years since I started it. And that's kind of where my passion started with blogging and social media, even at like such a young age. And that food blog moved into a fashion blog after a few years. And then that fashion blog went from fashion to more so lifestyle. And then I stopped blogging because I started working full time and I didn't have any time to dedicate creativity. Um, And then we went from blogging to working with bloggers. I got really bored one day and I was like, I should design my own website. And I decided to do it in social media management and marketing. And so that's kind of like the backstory of how I got interested in blogging initially. And uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. Of course, when I was like 10, 11, 12, I just thought it was fun to write. But then by the time I was about about 14 or 15 and I started my fashion blog, that really took off, especially considering, I mean, blogging was still kind of new. Instagram was still straight fire. And I really enjoyed it and I had the time to do it. And my sister was a professional photographer. So I had all of these really great resources right at my fingertips and I was able to pursue my fashion blog. And then, like I said, I started working full time. I used to be a nanny and it was absolutely exhausting. (laughs) And I just kind of went on a year or two and I just stopped blogging, but I still had my Instagram up and everything. And at that time, I kick myself now because I'm now doing social media marketing. I had like 30,000 followers on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Huge blog views. I had like 50 or 60,000 blog views every single month. And I didn't realize how great that was at the time. I was just like, those are nice numbers. That's cool. (laughs) People actually like to like see my Instagram and like my photos. Um, Now I'm like, Lydia, you should have never stopped. But I went from that fashion blog and I really missed working with brands specifically because being a nanny you're never put in like a professional setting and I love professional settings I like love writing emails and I love working with other people and I never got that as a nanny and so that's when I started my social media marketing business and it kind of was all over the place when I started I didn't really know what I was doing I just knew that I liked it 
And I originally started working with bloggers and entrepreneurs. And then I quit my full-time job a few months ago. And now I work specifically with influencers. And that has really changed my entire agency from kind of being all over the place. And I don't like being all over the place. I'm very organized and type A. And I didn't like it. So then I niched myself down to work with influencers. And it's kind of helped me specialize too in social media, mostly Instagram and Pinterest, and um, doing some blog work and SEO and PR management. And because I kind of stopped working with entrepreneurs, I've shifted from VA work. I used to do a lot of virtual assistants, but now, I mean, with my clientele base, it's all Instagram and it's all Pinterest and all about their blogs, which I love. Because it's more creative than a typical VA work and it's more fun and I love to see analytics. I mean, once you get going on Instagram and Pinterest, you can very visibly see like this is working, this is not working. And so it's been able to offer me not only like really great um, stats to give like future clients, but I mean, my previous work as a blogger has been a godsend because I work with clients like the clients that I work with now I've followed for five years when I started blogging and now they reach out to me and I have like a mini party over on my side of the computer because I'm like (laughs) oh my gosh I have been obsessed with your Instagram for five years and you want me to work with you and so like I already know a lot of my clients previously which sounds really creepy Because I'm like, I just know what their brand is, who they are, what they focus on, what their goals are, just because like I've seen it and I followed them. So it's made a really big difference in going from just a typical VA and typical social media marketer to someone who like, I know my clients, I know exactly what they want, I know their needs, bloggers, they all have the same needs, but they have different goals. So some of them are more focused on social media, some of them are more focused on their blogs, but they all have the same needs. And I know what those needs are, because I'm a blogger too. So it's really made such a huge difference. And I just thank my parents for helping me start my blog in the first place. (laughs) I wanted to ask because You know, I've done virtual assisting as well. And one thing I have not done, though, is social media marketing and, you know, just being a social media manager in general. Can you describe some of the tasks, uh, you know, of what you offer for social media? Yeah, of course. So social media managing and marketing are a little bit different. So social media managing, I cater more to the side of content creation So I have a few clients in which they'll send me a huge bulk drive of photos. I'll go in, I'll pick the best, I'll edit them, and then I will schedule an upload to their social media. And then I just kind of manage all of their social media accounts, make sure things are getting posted, make sure that um, they're on time with whatever sponsor content they have, things like that. Social media marketing, I cater more so. I Most of my marketing is done on Instagram and Pinterest because I work with bloggers. That's like their main platforms that they like to use. So social media marketing, I like to do a lot of engaging, which will help with their growth. So growth um, tactics and marketing, Instagram audits, things like that so that I can focus on their account, see what they're struggling with, see what their goals are. If their goals are to increase engagement, to grow followers, I work with them. And that's why I have consultation calls. Um, We kind of discuss 
what they're struggling with, what they want to move forward with, and then I implement that strategy into their social media. Now, what are what are some of the worries that people may have when approaching you at first? Because I know there's, you know, there's people that maybe it's hard for them to afford to have a, a virtual assistant. So that might be a worry. But what are the worries that you come across? Um, I love this question because my clients or potential clients haven't met me before. They typically like to see like a lot of referrals, a lot of previous work done, which I'm like super okay with. I love to be able to refer previous clients or current clients to new ones. Um, But I will have a lot of clients who will say, listen, I don't really know you. It's hard for me to trust you just because my consultation calls are 30 minutes. And then after those 30 minutes, typically they sign on afterwards. And so I like to be able to give them, I have like a PDF that I've designed. And so I'll send them that. I have a couple of clients that I say, feel free to message them just to make sure that they're comfortable. Because so many of my clients like to see referrals and results from past clients because it's a big investment and they want to make sure that, you know, that's going to pay off and that they can trust me. And I mean, I have like I have one client who has spent years on her Instagram and she's finally like handing it over for Instagram marketing. So I'm going to help grow her account. And she's sending me like a burner phone because she doesn't want like it to be hacked, her Instagram to be hacked from my phone. She doesn't want like anything to happen to her account because that's been really common. Um, So we had a second consultation call after she signed on and we discussed, okay, you know, this is what I will do. This is what I won't be doing. This is when I'll be engaging just to limit the possibilities of something happening to our Instagram account. And I think that's so important for my clients is to be like really clear in my intentions and what I'm going to be doing and to have an organized schedule because they will feel like... They just hired someone and she's dropped off the face of the earth. They don't know what she's doing. And so clear communication and making sure that they know before that I start um, what I'm planning on doing and when I'm going to be doing it. I wanted to add on to that. You know, when I was working with social media, a lot of people, you know, they had that misconception that things had to be rushed or that they they were going to get things done right away. They're going to get that progress. But it does take time. And, you know, I've noticed that when I did virtual assisting too as well, you know, we create contracts for this purpose. We clearly state in the contract Mm -hmm. what to expect. We also have conversations. So, I mean, it's to me, it's really good if you can invest in a virtual assistant for whatever needs you're needing because they mark down everything. I'm sure you do the same. You mark down everything that is to be expected. And, you know, I've had troubles too, like with, um, you know, some, some that had trouble with payments and, and things like that. And, and I, I worked with them as well, because it's not easy. What I had to also explain when I was doing is, this is our business. You know, we, we stopped actually working at, a, say, a corporate job to do something that we really, really love. And so, you know, just anyone that's looking into a virtual assistant really respect what they're doing because they work really hard to help you get to where you are needing 
because there's so many things in your life going on and they're that extra help. And so that's what I loved while being a virtual assistant because, you know, I love doing that. Yeah. But I also was able to create my own business and actually talk to the people that I really enjoy talking to as well. Hey everyone, it's Destiny Hanish, and I have some really exciting news to tell you. DestinyHanish.com is now up for you to know all upcoming guests and more. I'm always wanting to know what drives my guests and their ambitions. So if you want to be on the show, just go ahead and reach out to me going on to DestinyHanish.com and fill out the application and you can be on the show too. Okay, okay, okay. I know you want to get back to this episode, so let's head back on in. brands and entrepreneurs biggest mistakes or troubles when using social media there are so many I think it's a little bit different for an entrepreneur influencer and brand because they all have more so of a different goal and a different niche I think a lot of especially influencers and entrepreneurs have a lot of misconceptions about what the purpose is of Instagram and that can really affect their growth and their account Um, because so many people just use Instagram to use Instagram and that's not how you should be using Instagram. It's not how it was. That's not why it was built. Um, and so whenever I start with my clients, especially in Instagram marketing, I do Instagram audits if they sign on for a specific package. And so in those audits, I'll tell them like, this is what your goal should be. This is why you should be posting. And I'll work with them and they'll say, you know what? I actually really want to change my niche or I really want to reach a different type of follower. And I make sure that all of the connections, all of the followers, all of the content that my clients are creating specifically is authentic and real. And that's so, so important on Instagram because now people just want real life photos, real life captions. Not too many people are loving, you know, Photoshop professional photos because we've kind of gotten to the point where it's like, you don't look like that. And as a blogger myself, I look at bloggers on Instagram and I think, you really do not look like this 24-7. And it's almost a little discouraging to me because I'll see people posting on Instagram and I think you want to be providing value and give back to your followers because they're giving to you paid sponsorship followers. You're getting so much out of them that you want to be giving something back. And I have so many clients who do this so incredibly well and they'll have giveaways and they'll, in their captions, it's just so relatable to their specific followers. And that is the best thing that you can do for Instagram is to create authentic relationships versus, you know, a huge mistake would be to just post to post. I agree with that. I was going to say too, like when I did virtual assisting, I did not do social media and you can clearly see why, but it's a learning process. You know, it really is. Um, I, I did mostly, you know, graphic design. Like I'm more of a creator in that sense, but like, I, I definitely am hearing what you're saying for sure, because you do definitely want to give value to what you're posting online. Because if you were to just post anything, it's going to start looking a little unorganized. 
I just wrote a blog post on beating the algorithm for Instagram and how to up-level your account. And um, so many people just don't invest their time into Instagram. And I get it because it's exhausting and you don't want to be sitting on an app for three hours every day. But it is so important. It is vital to your account to be connecting with other people, to be connecting with other accounts, to be, you know, using your time in your Instagram to reach new people. And that's so, so important. And I mean, honestly, half of the reason why people hire me is because they just don't want to have to invest their time or they don't have the time to invest. But they see the results. They see, wow, you know, really engaging for two hours every day, it makes a big difference. And you can see that in different accounts. You can tell when a user or an account really values their followers. Yeah, you really can. I mean, it it speaks with, you know, the, I mean, go to, and I, I mentioned this a lot, but go to even Jenna Kutcher's, right? She, you can tell that she spends time on there. She also has mentioned that she uses virtual assistants. So I mean, another way to get involved is I'm sure, like you said, you were engaging with um, all her followers sometimes, but it's to get that engagement. She might be doing the same thing, but still that engagement is there and it's, it's being used and people are connecting in that way because they see that, Hey, they're, they're seeing what I'm putting down and I appreciate that, you know, they're being heard. Yeah. And like the really cool thing about engaging and connecting with your followers is that you're able to see what they really like. I mean, if you're going to be consistently engaging and providing value and posting content, you're going to be able to see like this posted really well or my stories got a lot of swipe ups. Maybe it was an app or maybe it was a blog post on body positivity or loving how you look. And you can get to know your followers so well, and that's going to help your account because if your followers are, you know, really into fashion and you suddenly switch to skincare, strictly skincare, like nothing else, it's going to affect your followers because they didn't follow you for that reason. And so being able to engage and get to know who your followers are and what they want is going to make a difference in your account because you're able to discover what they really love and what they like to find specifically from you. Now, I go off of example. Like I say, I take a lot of inspiration. And I have an account at Destiny Hannish. And I also have an account for my my podcast. Like for anyone that is doing something like that, is it good to have two separate accounts? Like I have one for podcasting and one for my own. And should they be completely different? Or is it okay to add a little bit about my podcast and my personal? What do you think? Um, so it kind of depends on the person and on the brand. So for me personally, I have mine combined. I have kind of like a personal blog and marketing Instagram all in one because I want to be able to connect, you know, a few more niches than most people. I don't want to be just providing fashion. That is not my full passion on Instagram. I also like to be providing value in the terms of like marketing help and Instagram. And so I like to combine all of that. I also, to be completely honest, I don't have enough content for three different Instagrams. I do not have enough content and I do not have the time to be creating content for a fashion blog, for a marketing Instagram, and a personal Instagram. It's too much. (laughs) 
And so it's kind of up to you. If you are starting a podcast or if you're starting a new brand or if you just got into a new business and it's really directly affected and involved in your personal life or in another Instagram account that you have, I say combine them. If the second venture that you're going into is completely different, start a different Instagram because then you're kind of going to troubleshoot and you're going to see like a lot of unfollows because people don't want to be following your blog account and find that now you're only posting about essential oils, you know, if that makes sense. And so it really kind of depends on the brand, on your niche and where you're at personally and with your business side of things. I like to combine all of them because they really do personally affect my life. And also, I mean, my marketing, I also like that to be more fashion related and more so focused on an influencer point of view. So I do all of that in my blogging Instagram. to try to be engaged for two to three hours every day. But how many posts and maybe stories should we be posting a day as well? Oh, I love this. Um, For Instagram stories, Instagram is very quickly moving from static posts to video. And stories is a great way for you to be able to connect with your followers, for your followers to see like what you're really about, what your real life is like. And so I encourage all of my clients and even, you know, people who are reading my blog or seeing my um, Instagram to be posting um, eight to 12 frames every day. And if your views are lower, post up to 15 or 20. But I encourage, you know, at least eight separate frames every single day. Perfect. I mean, that's awesome because I think there's a lot of people that might be like, oh, I can post like two to three, or maybe there's some that post like, you know, one to two. Um, I know with me, you know, I, I post maybe like one to two. You know, like you said, like I mean, with the knowledge that you're giving us now, I feel like that can definitely help, you know, with that engagement too. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely consistency over frequency. You want to make sure that you're posting quality content instead of just like a quickie snap on your stories um, because then, you know, people can tell. And so I, I mean, I tell my clients, you know, try to get eight frames every single day and you can get creative, share other, like other accounts that you really are loving, or maybe do like a spotlight of one of your followers, or you could do graphics. Um, I love to do weekly questionnaires on mine and my clients because it's awesome because I can get to know um, the followers and what they're really liking and you can kind of tie it into like how it can be um, helpful for your account and your content. So I'll ask, do you guys like to see more fashion posts or more beauty posts? Do you like um, when I share marketing tips or do you want me to keep it? You know, so you can get to know what your followers want while also engaging and staying on top of content. And I honestly love that because even for me, I'm a little stuck sometimes. Like, I don't know what to post. I feel like some days I'm like, I don't know what to post. But like the fact that you're giving ideas like with weekly questionnaires, you know, a spotlight, some graphics, it doesn't have to be hard <laughs> that I'm, I'm really realizing right now. Like 
it's just about that that consistency and engaging and really finding out who your audience is. I tell my clients that is the most important part about having an Instagram is knowing who you're posting to, knowing what they like. And I mean, you don't have to cater your needs to it, but more so what you are passionate about, post about it because then the content is going to come flowing and you know, you're going to want to connect with your followers and they're going to come to you. So knowing who you're posting to is so, so important and it doesn't have to be hard. And I mean, honestly, once you get into the hang, I had one client who was like, I cannot post eight frames a day. That is too much. And so many people like they have full-time jobs. They have a family. They're out and about, but like share your lunch, share your outfit, share, maybe share a story about like how your weekend was absolutely crazy or share about like, you can get creative. You just kind of got to think a little bit about it. But once you get into the hang of consistently posting, that's when it becomes easier. Because I personally know like when I was blogging and I was posting on my stories like 15 times a day, it was easy because I was used to it and I was passionate about what I was posting about. You're giving them a lot of ways to be creative with what they're posting. But probably a lot of them are like, I don't like this picture. I've taken this picture 20 times and I still don't like it. But you're really just giving an insight of your life to your audience. And so don't be afraid to post something. I think that's going to be a challenge that I might post for not just myself, but to to my audience. That That might be a good one. And yeah. And like, say that you didn't want to post this photo. I mean, people like to relate on social media because it doesn't happen to you yes. often. Sometimes you just feel like people on social media, you get the highlight reel. And so posting a photo that, yeah, you may not look that great in, or maybe you just don't personally like it, or maybe the lighting's off. Like, no one ate, no one ever notices. You, you only notice when it's mentioned. And right. he, I mean, people want to relate to you. Like, yeah, maybe you post about fashion and you've been struggling with your self-image and your confidence like post that it'll make you feel great and I mean this is personally something that I struggle with really badly because I will have my fiance take like 80 photos because I know only like one or two of them I'm really going to like the struggle is real (laughs) I'm like he's like Lydia I took so many and I go to look at my camera roll and there's only five rows I'm like no we need more and like it's something that I'm just like I should just post the damn photo like no one is going to think wow, Lydia, this is not a good photo. Your hair doesn't look that great. No one ever thinks that. They just want to relate to you. And like you put something in the caption. Honestly, like I posted a photo the other day and it was just me talking about how I got a Starbucks drink that was disgusting, which honestly, my fiance is like, this is so stupid, (laughs) which is true. But like my followers love to read it. Like they love to do it. I got like eight swipe ups on this story because I was like, this is gross. It was an ice caramel macchiato, I think, or something like that. Is it the cloud? Yes. Yes, it's so gross. I know. And I posted it and I got so many people swiping up and they were like, I had this and it was gross. And they're like, I almost, you know, took it back and asked for a new drink. And my fiance was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And I say, but my followers do. And I'm also like somewhat passionate about this because I was really disappointed. (laughs) I was like, I was expecting this to be better. I love macchiatos. And when I tried that, I was like, this isn't a macchiato. This is like fluff on top of a coffee. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was like, I'm not here for it, and I am not trying new coffee drinks again at Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, I will stick to tea and Collectivo. No, thank you. Yeah, that's the same way with me. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> it like scared me from like ever trying anything new. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I was scared for a while too. If you're enjoying this episode, then be sure to tune in to the next one for part two with Lydia Jean.